here we go. Hey! Advice to live by. I feel out of place. Catch up. I don't even know what this is. Black Angus IPA from Breton Brewery. Yes. Hold on. Mute. There we go. Audio distracted me from my pour, so. Less than perfect. That's all right. You know, after 22 hours, I will take this. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 298, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Mitch. I'm Brett. And obviously, we are not in my studio. I am in... Sydney, Nova Scotia, I think. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. But we are at 45 Drives HQ. Uh, there's going to be a lot more content coming out uh, later on this weekend about why I'm here. But I figured while in the area, might as well do the live show in uh, an actual studio. So thank you guys for having me. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Thank you. So obviously this is going to be a little bit different show than normal. It's a weird start time. It's uh, weird circumstances. Uh, yeah, let, let's start with my travel day because, man, it has been a day. Yeah, you got to start. What time did you leave the house? I, I, left, I left my house Pacific time 6 p.m. Yes, uh, yes, yes, Tuesday. <laughs> Today is Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. I left my house to drive to the airport. Uh, got to Portland Airport. Fairly smooth. Getting getting in. Getting uh, getting checked into the flight. Got sat down. Um, flight left at 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, Usually, getting out of PDX, it can be a little bumpy. You, you go over the Cascade Range, and, and there's a lot of... It was actually smooth sailing until about halfway to Toronto. Uh, and then the approach to Toronto was one of the worst experiences I've ever had on a plane. Um, the only way I can describe it is it felt like the, the pilot was doing like a Tokyo Drift for about 30 seconds. <laughs> Uh, where you, you could feel, feel the, the tail, tail wanting, wanting to, to shift like this way. Right. Exactly. And then we, we went weightless for, for legit five seconds. No way. Wow. We, we did a drop where it was just like lady in the front screaming her bloody mind out. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, some, some people are saying echoing badly. We're going to work through some audio issues. I'm going to drop just a little bit here. We do have two mics set up because we've got three people here. Hopefully that'll even things out a little bit. But the audio might be what it is. Uh, I don't have uh, NVIDIA broadcast on my laptop here, unfortunately. So, But uh, finally made it to Toronto at 5 o'clock local time. Uh, for Toronto, 5 a.m., uh, which would be 2 a.m. my time. Uh, so at that point, I had already been traveling for almost a legit eight hours when I got to Toronto. Uh, there was supposed to be a five-hour layover and then a two-hour flight. Uh, my plane boarded over an hour late. Uh, they got us on in, onto the plane, onto the tarmac. We then waited on the tarmac for two and a half hours. In, in, in the tube. 
not, not moving, not, not doing anything. Sorry, sorry. Do you want to, I, think I think they want to disable one mic. Should we disable one? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can. We can uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk. Yep, yep. There, there we go. go. Here, let's just do that. And let's see if that helps. We'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll sit here and make facial expressions. Right. Right. Exactly. So hopefully that, uh, yeah, one mic will probably be fine. Let's see if that works. We'll, we'll get some feedback here in just a second. The good feedback, not mic feedback. <laughs> yeah. Um, yay, oh, that's okay. a good sign. Yeah, we got a yay. So yeah, I, I sat in, the, in the, uh, the airplane for two and a half hours for what should have been a two hour and 15 minute flight. <laughs> Before leaving. Before leaving. Yeah. Um, but then they go, oh, uh, there's a maintenance issue, there's this, there's that. Sorry, folks, we have to taxi back to the gate so they can fuel us up. <laughs> we got to the tarmac and they forgot to put gas in the damn thing. Air Canada. Yeah, Air Canada. Air Canada. So, yeah. um, <laughs> then we get to the gate, they, they bring over a fueling truck, they fuel us up, and then they say there's a mechanical issue, everyone off. We have to get another plane. Uh, and uh, we weren't sure if we were going to be completely scrubbed at that point. We yeah. were starting to look for contingency plans of how we can get here. Air Canada did get us another plane, did get us on. We left over five hours late. Um, wow. So my five-hour layover ended up being almost ten and a half hours long. Wow. Uh, and at this point, it is, what, 8, 12 here. That is 4 o'clock local time. That is 22 hours of travel. Yeah. And you're still going strong. Oh. I'm still going strong. I, I had an hour sleep on the first flight, and I slept almost the entirety of the second flight. So yeah. I'm I call that two hours. Like to say that that's an outlier here, but uh, we've been doing a bit of traveling uh, this year as well, and uh, it seems to be par for the course. Yeah, <laughs> don't fly into Air Canada's, Cape Breton. Air Canada's Air Canada uh, in general reputation does precede themselves. Yep. I, I am more than familiar yeah. with uh, with Air Canada and WestJet. <laughs> yeah, WestJet. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you'll get a really good earful about it uh, from our president and co-founder. He, he is not a big fan of it either. Yeah. So he'll definitely bring it up, I'm sure. Hey, but we're here. But mm -hmm. we're here. We made it. It's a show. Uh, Ian in the chat, Tech Hack Potato, thank you for joining Ian. Uh, yeah, it's, gosh, you're still up late uh he's over in the uk unless he's you he's stateside right now but uh yeah it's probably like one in the morning for him right now uh be thankful you didn't fly to malaysia oh yeah oh no he's, <laughs> oh, in, oh no he's in malaysia right now oh, that's okay. right <laughs> that he was making a late malaysian missing air flight yes <laughs> spicy spicy uh, anyway, the beer. We got to start with what are we drinking? Yeah. Um, so, like I started the show with, uh, Breton Brewing Black Angus IPA, six point two percent. Very, very hop forward. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and that's someone from Oregon saying, yeah, that. like we we made the hops that probably went in here, and uh, very hop forward, very good beer. I, I really, really like this one. Now, Black Angus is one of their. Um, yeah, show pieces. That's yeah. one of their favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be the guy that's totally out of the loop here. Well, here, I'll introduce you for you then, because <laughs> yeah. I picked it for you. you so I got you a nice light beer, because I yes. know you like those ones. Yep. But I got you a Dirty Blonde from Nine Locks. That's from uh, a brewery in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, actually, just, just across the from. harbor from Halifax. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm from, just down the road from the brewery, actually. So had to mix that in there. Yep. Now, what do you got? I've got oh, another Breton Brewing, but I've got a Breton Brewing Let's Jam. It's a strawberry rhubarb sour because I love a good sour beer. Jammy sour? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. 
All right. Well, I did have a couple of things on the list. I don't mm -hmm. have my notes up yet. Let me see if I can uh, bring those up right now. So I was explaining the way the show goes. Obviously, we've got uh, you know a couple news stories we'll talk about, For but. Sure. Oh, and of course, I'm logged out on the laptop, so I don't even have access to my notes. Why are you here? I, I think that's a pretty good I place to know. start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why well, are you well, here? Let's start with why am I here? Yeah. Uh, 45 drives, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, so we are doing our first ever Creator Summit. And uh, I'm going to have to thank Ashley McDonald for this one because this was all her idea and all uh, a fantastic amount of planning from her. One of our co-workers, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of our co-workers. Uh, some other people, uh, lots of other people involved as well, but Ashley was definitely the brains behind this. And really what it was all, you know, the, the idea around it was to bring a lot of creatives, uh, great tech-minded people all together, both from the tech space in the YouTube sphere as well as some of our industry partners. And everyone just kind of get in a room together and discuss some of the topics that have been on our mind and maybe some of the topics that we might have some blind spots for mm -hmm. we're not really familiar with and have you guys come in and kind of enlighten us because really what we love to do is is find out from the customer the the consumer the people what's best right if we got a bunch of engineers in the room developing our products mm -hmm. and we're not going outward phasing for it we end up with with something that no one wants so you end up with some blinders big time, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely the tail's old as time yeah and then it's going to kind of culminate with a big live stream on saturday uh with everyone taking part in it uh we're going to be doing it on our co-founder and president's yacht in uh, Benyon. So that's going to be really, really cool. And there's going to be a public meet and greet here tomorrow as well. So we're going to bring in people from the public. They'll get to meet all you guys, uh, maybe do a little tour and things like Friday. that. Friday. So. Meet and greet Friday. Sorry, Friday. Yeah. Two days. I'm, I'm on different daytime here. Uh, yeah, well, we're all Today we're was a long day. day. We're just, yeah. <laughs> but like so, you said, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very ambitious uh event we planned here and we thank you and everyone else who came to join us and yeah. we hope to do it again and again but uh yeah can't wait to see what the days bring i can't wait to get started uh yeah. so there there is a, a banger list of people that are here mm. uh, a lot of which all of you out there will recognize there's uh there's wendell from level one techs there's yes. jeff deerling there's techno tim there's uh tom lawrence mm -hmm. from yep. lawrence systems um Forgive me if I'm forgetting anyone. No, that would be all the data creators. That's the creators. Okay. That's yeah, the creator yeah, list. We've got yeah. uh, someone from Rocky Linux and, and someone from... Yeah, Dave from Rocky Linux. Uh, yeah. Alan from uh, from HD Store. HD Store. Store. Exactly. Yep. And yeah, so there, there are some industry partners there. We've we've done a lot of work. We've been a primary sponsor of Rocky Linux since mm -hmm. since the CentOS. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. They started up, so we're big fans and big friends of them. And we've been working with Alan at HD Store for a long, long time now. Mm -hmm. That's uh, our partnership for uh, hard drives through Seagate and everything like that. Yeah. So he is... He's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. yeah, I was talking a little bit to Alan on the on the flight over, and uh, apparently he's been in the hard drive industry, yeah. not selling them, not doing, but on, on like the R and D side of things. Side. Yes, yep. nineteen seventy nine. I know. Yeah. Blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on one of our calls, uh, he held up a hard drive from like the eighties or seventies. I forget exactly when it was like this massive yeah, before behemoth. time. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was quite the interesting prototype. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also just like, you know, 45 drives has a long history of working with YouTubers, tech YouTubers. Uh, we love doing that. And so it's like, it's just a great opportunity as well to finally meet all you guys in person and yeah. kind of come here and collaborate. So we're just excited all around. Hopefully we'll get lots of good content. Excited around and we're just kind of humbled that everyone yeah, wanted to come exactly, too. So right? it was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's only 2,965 miles away from home. <laughs> yeah. I think you had the longest travel of all of them. Uh, no, I, th I think uh, Dave is from Southern Cal. So oh, his, SoCal? His, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, might yeah. be a little bit corner further, to corner. But, yeah. but, but not by much. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. 
Well, yeah, because you guys are running from a hurricane right now, aren't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, oh, I, I, there's one topic, too, I think we should definitely talk because we touched on it a little bit, but the Rocky Linux being one of our partners. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's been seeing the spicy uh, stuff that's been going on on LinkedIn and maybe some other platforms as well. But uh-huh. uh, so, you know, obviously the Red Hat uh, and Rocky and, and really any RHEL rebuilds is really heating up yeah. uh, the freeloaders. Um, so, open source freeloaders. Yeah, open yeah. source freeloaders. <laughs> but uh, it looks like Rocky and uh, um, Alma Linux, I believe, Oracle and Suze, Oracle, are all kind of getting together and kind of fighting back against RHEL, uh-huh. which is really, really cool to see. Um, because, you know, for a little while there, it was like, oh, what is going to happen? Rock, or right. RHEL kind of pulled all those RPMs, our source RPMs. But uh, we're really, it's really, really cool to see everyone kind of pull together yeah. uh, from that world. No, I know Gearling has done quite a yeah. bit of oh, yeah. content talk yeah. about, yeah. about that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't quite consider myself a freeloader. I, I'm definitely <laughs> not a programmer. I'm not a contributor. But I love educating people about it. Um, I, uh, Absolutely. Uh, I was talking to some people on the flight over. A lot of what I did over a 10 to 15 year career was if you can walk into a dentist's office or a lawyer's office or a mm-hmm. real estate, you know, so, some small, medium business that is, you know, 10 to 50 employees, and you look around the room and you go, huh. That's a Cisco 6800. How's that wireless G treating you these days? Yeah. And 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 then you go, oh, and how much are you paying on licensing for that? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then yeah, you look yeah. at their server stack. Oh, really? You, you've got VMware. VMware how, yeah. How's that working for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we spent, as a team, so much time converting people off oh, of awesome, license man. buy-in. You know, you, you bought the hardware once, but then you're licensing for the same cost eight, ten years later yep. with, you know, this outdated hardware. Uh, one of our big pitches used to be, hey, tell you what, you give me six months of your licensing fees. We will get you all new hardware and we will get you off the license. Oh, yeah. That's all we need. Because that's a great we will pitch. break your chains. Yeah. 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 That's a really great pitch. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're doing the Lord's work then. No one ever got fired for buying Cisco, but man, I yeah. made a lot of business ripping it out of place. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we hear yeah, that too. It's like, the same way. We, but usually it's Dell it's in our Dell place, is right? Ours, no yeah. ever, well, you got ISIL on, do you? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, How's that going? Yeah. yeah. It's our job to, to show uh, there is other ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm uh, like I said. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, you know, even though I don't know what day it is right now, it's, it's a beautiful area. Uh, kind, kind of a flight yeah. approach that I've never. I've seen a lot of landscapes coming in. This one was different. Yep. Cape Breton is very, very unique. unique. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, just wait. You haven't seen much yet. Yeah, once, yeah. once, once we get on the boat, especially yeah, the, yeah, see yeah, the, the other Edward parts Lakes. of the island, it's so. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. That's actually something that, you know, a lot of people that are familiar with us probably have no idea that, you know, we're the, on this little East Coast island in Cape Breton. Uh, in, a lot Canada, of you probably so. didn't know. There's a fourth time zone. Yeah. 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 There's yes. one more. There's even one more if you go to Newfoundland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, right. and it's 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, not, not a full right. hour. That's yeah. right. But we won't go there. That's yeah. too much for today. Yeah. <laughs> Got to draw, draw it off somewhere. Yeah. 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 No, it's hilarious. Oh God! So, yeah, what's what's really funny is I've never spent any real time in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, I've flown through O'Hare a couple of times, yep. which it was which is Eastern, but then I, I've spent my time in Minneapolis or Wisconsin or something like that. Okay. Um, and so you're you're back to, to Central Time there. Um, so I've skipped over the Eastern Time Zone entirely, and now I'm going to spend you know almost a week in. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever you guys call this one, yeah, we spent some time. True yeah. East times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, 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 the real one. I like that. Yeah, what do you call that? <laughs> yeah, 
No, we spent some time in uh, London and Amsterdam earlier this year, uh-huh. and I was thinking, you know, it's like four hours in the difference, and I just couldn't imagine an additional four hours if we lived on the West Coast. Like, it was big enough of a difference trying to, like, oh, are people even awake right yeah. now? That kind of stuff. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. So Ian Cutters wants to know if there's any chance Forty Five Drives wants to work with him. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just, we we <laughs> built the business by saying yes, yes exactly. With, exactly. without any context. Yeah. So. Sure, we can help. <laughs> yeah. So that's Dr. Ian Cutters, formerly of Anantech, now Tech Tech Potato. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, that yes, guy. yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy. Heck yeah. All uh, right. And, and he wants to reassure he's not a freeloader. He is reassuringly expensive. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. We love freeloaders, though, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> but if you are very expensive, then that's good, too. Yes. <laughs> we love all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess some of the topics too we could talk, touch on that we're really going to hit uh, during this summit. So we have a, a few that are the, the big kind of themes. Mm-hmm. So the first one is what we say clustering for the masses or clustering for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the concept beyond that or behind that really goes down to, you know, traditionally clustering has been out of reach for a lot of people. They see it as this big enterprise offering where you have mm-hmm. to spend five, 10 X to, to get that high availability and that reliability. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that we have been diligently trying to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and and 45 drives is able to, in many, many cases, right, for the performance needs, hit and sell a staff cluster for very, very close to what you would spend on a single server within like 10% of the price. And like, and then it just opens up a whole other world. Yeah. Um, don't know how much you know about staff specifically, but you'll spend a lot of time uh, over the next couple of days. <laughs> yes. Well, you know Proxmox, you, you do a lot I, of Proxmox, Proxmox and, yeah. and SNAF stuff. So that's a big one is, is talking about that. Um, do you want to t- touch on the next one? Uh, What's the next one? We're talking about MVP. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about MVP. Yeah. 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 Well, so. not, not a not a new topic. MVP <laughs> been around for a while, but it is a new topic here. Do, do I get to take a tornado home with me? Not home uh. with you, <laughs> but you yes. You, you can take you an IOU ticket of one, yeah. okay, okay, and we'll okay. send it to you after. Yeah. Okay, okay. But yes, yes, yes. That's exactly where we're going with that. <laughs> yeah. So we've got our third generation of our Stornado product coming out, yes. and it is fully NVMe yes. capable. Um, I, I've been talking to Ashley about this for almost a year now, yeah. uh, going like, when can I get yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, we spent a lot of time doing the engineering work of the... the, the Thermal performance, the electrical PCB design, everything. It is one of the more ambitious of the products we've developing built. Developing the firmware. But, but the way, yeah. the without getting too into it right now, the, the, the modularity of we wanted to build the backplanes because we want to use them in other machines mm-hmm. further into our home lab line and other places like that in our hybrid servers. So a lot of work when the, the first product that's going to come out is a 32-bay NVMe um, screaming fast machine <laughs> and that's about what i was yeah that's just about what i was going to ask was yeah. uh, was let's explain what the stornado is for people who True. don't know awesome it's, it's an all nvme storage solution um i didn't know how many bays it had so 32 yeah, bays 32, yeah. baby. <laughs> 32 all x4 pcie4 uh, X2. X2. Okay. X2. Yeah. X2. To, to, to get to that, get, to get to that density, density. Okay. we okay. went there. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they're X2, uh, PCI4, yeah, yep. uh, NVMe, and... Uh, U.3. U.3. Which, which is still Gen 3 by 4 speeds. So you got you got the oh, same correct. bandwidth. Just you got it. Yeah. You, got you got it. it. You absolutely got it. Yeah. Thank you and for that. And then the uh, the good old uh, UBM, which is the really cool series. Yeah, yeah, UBM. It's it's this uh, specification that has been uh, authored and pushed by Broadcom. Um, we've always worked with them, and they've, they've got good quality HBA cards through their LSI lines. Yeah. And so we've adopted this UBM specification. And the, the, what's really cool about the UBM is you can try mode. You can use 
any type of drive in the slots. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to buy an NVMe server and plug SATA in it. Well, if you have to, you have to. But the cool part <laughs> especially is... Especially when you got 32 bays, Especially right? when you got right, 32 right. bays, you never know what's going to happen. The point is about being open and working. But what we love about this UBM That's and what we want to do right. that is we're going to eventually start to adapt everything to that. Because mm -hmm. then it's just a flexible set of universal tools that just addresses everything the same yeah, way. Yeah. So... Um, Really, really excited to see that come out. Yeah. So, just to be clear, you did say the the Stornado is in a 32 bay NVMe machine, and we still are selling our 32 bay currently offering right now our SATA SSD machine. Yeah. still yeah. still blazingly fast, but a good budget flash compared to our yeah. budget, our, yeah, yeah <laughs> budget. fast, fast, fast <laughs> NVMe that's coming out. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, the 2U Stornado, which is kind of our redesign that came out, you know, what was it six months ago, a year ago now? Time oh, a year. So no, it's been, yeah, been a year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we've had the flash machine for a while, mm -hmm. uh, three years or so, but we've always had it in the 4U. So we shrunk that down in the 2U. We have mm -hmm. a nice little push and pop mechanism to fire drives out, and um, so you don't have to caddyless. We hate caddies. <laughs> we don't like caddies, I, especially I, when you have yeah. that many drives. Yeah, screw them all in. Oh, yeah. So. Not SSD, but just a little anecdote, and I have to tell context around a story. I can't get right to a point, but um, uh, we hated caddies. We've always hated caddies. That was mm -hmm. clear. We went and did an install for a customer a couple years ago, and this thing was, I don't know, about 17 petabytes raw, mm -hmm. and uh, something like that. It's 17, 18 servers. It took us seven hours just to shuck, shuck it and install all the drives <laughs> without caddies. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've done some rollouts on some storage stacks before that are, you know, 80, 120 drives. Yeah. And you're, you're literally paying an intern uh, minimum wage <laughs> to spend six hours shucking, yeah. shucking drives into yes. the machines. Yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. so that's, um, uh, as, as we're going to, fight tooth and nail to keep caddies out of machines <laughs> i can't say all of them don't have it some of our smaller bay units do use caddies mm -hmm. but uh um it's always good i'm, to I'm have not done yet <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not done yet yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so that's that's another big one too and then a couple more the other one is snap shield mm -hmm. have you have you had talks uh, with us at all about that uh very briefly yeah uh so so where, where that really comes in is we look at you know security and it security and things like that and 45 drives we're not you know a data or we're, we're not a security company right we don't do <laughs> it security we Sorry, are it's been a company. long flight yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Um, but what we do see is like, you know, we do have some responsibility. Everyone has some responsibility in, in keeping uh, your IT infrastructure safe, right? So we looked at, you know, what can 45 drives do to make this a little safer? And that's where we came up with SnapShield. And essentially what it is, is we call it behavior analysis ransomware protection. Um, and it's a ransomware activated fuse. So it's all server side protection. So it gets deployed on the storage server and it essentially watches, watches behavior, watches right behavior, and it can essentially watch and and see anything that are atypical, any typical behavior that you know would be indicative of ransomware, mm -hmm. and it can snap that fuse shut and essentially completely cut that user off that was infecting mm -hmm. from the network. And it, it's so efficient, like we we've got it down to literally within five seconds any ransomware we've tested under the sun within five seconds it's able to detect and shut down. So we're super proud about it. Yeah. Uh, and we've got you know several several of our customers now. We rolled it out a few months ago, but it, it's just you know it's it's really incredible what it's able to do. So we can't wait to show more people about that. Yeah, I've I've been uh, again talking with Ashley trying to schedule a demo to, uh, to yes. like see it in action. What is it? 
I have been super excited about this because uh, one of my main suggestions for battling ransomware has always been ZFS and snapshots. Yep. It, it, exactly. It, it, it's been once you get infected, how quickly can you remediate damage? Can you get damage? it back? Exactly. Uh, right. and, yep. and so that's what you know, even when I was doing IT work, a yep. lot of my customers, I would say, you need to run ZFS, you need to run snapshots, because yep. if you get infected, you can snap a couple of fingers and 20 minutes later, your data is right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you can stop it at the source, if you can detect it when it's happening, uh, that's that's a whole other tool entirely. Yeah, and, and the snap in SnapShield actually is snapshot. So it is kind of like that two-pronged where I said, you know, it takes five seconds, mm -hmm. but, you know, lockbit the world's fastest ransomware. Even right. five seconds, Lockbit can, can do some damage, a right? Lot of damage, Typically right. we we see between fifty and maybe a hundred files in that in that three to five seconds. Mm -hmm. So even that though, that can be you know damaging. So by having a very robust snapshotting methodology and having you know those five minutes mm -hmm. windows where you're snapshotting, boom, those 45, 50 minute uh, files get hit, you can very, very quickly Targeted, roll back those. Yeah. Everyone's back up to the races. You just clean the one uh, desktop that was infected, and then you do your, you know, your post mortem and, and yeah. kind of figure out what went wrong and how it happened. And we quarantine everything as well, right? So if you know, for investigation, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We do keep a copy of it. So yeah. there's a whole bunch that goes in, and just yeah. it's such a great, great, great. Uh, I'll, I'll just add on top of that real quick. In no way are we saying uh, don't. You need to lock your door anymore. As in, like, network security, the walls around it and everything goes... You need it. This you know, is a I, complimentary tool. I noticed you guys tool. had a bike on a bike rack with the lock sitting around the, the, the seat post stem, <laughs> yeah. but not around the bike. And I'm like, oh, this is a really nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is Cape Breton. Well, no, exactly. Yeah. That's where it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but SnapShield was designed and always intended to be used with the best Everything practices else. and tools that you already have in place. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your network lockdown keep yeah, everything safe yeah. keep your access yeah. control list where yeah. there. but if all that worked 100 mm -hmm. why do we still hear about ransomware right because it does get through you need to keep the door open a little one, bit one thing i love that you mentioned is it not only quarantines but keeps a copy of whatever data was infected for that post-modem work yep. uh, because so often when people get ransomware they immediately just go okay let's just get our data get back. back get okay back. cool yeah some ransomware does exfiltrate data. You yeah. need to know what variant you got infected with, so exactly. you know what data got out, what what was exposed. Yep. Is is there an exposure layer to your to your your storage stack mm -hmm. that we need to disclose now to to public or customers or whatever else? You got so, it. Yeah, and there may be legal implications if you're bringing oh, in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, yeah, keep all that stuff uh, to make sure that you you do your due diligence. Yeah, I, I dealt so much with uh, with privacy and and government and, and things like that in the past to know that you can't just go like, oh yeah, we got ransomware. Yeah. Oh, we're totally fine now. <laughs> no, no. you <laughs> yeah. Fixing the problem is step one. Yeah, exactly. There's ten after. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, isn't it, it's illegal to actually pay the ransom, at least in the United States. I don't know if it's in Canada now, but I think that is the case. That's always true. Yeah. I, I think that's They true. say that. I don't know if it's fully true. I never actually looked into it. I to don't be know clear. if that's fully true. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Simply from a standpoint of how would you police that? How would yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Like, I always yeah. thought it's like the you know we don't negotiate with terrorists kind of thing, it, <laughs> but it's like it, it gives that kind of yeah, vibe, right. But right. Yeah. who knows? It might just be things that people say, you know. Uh, so, you guys, you guys got to keep up. Man. I, know. Uh, <laughs> I am a lightweight, so I, if I keep going, hey, listen, man, you're in the East Coast of Canada now. <laughs> Careful, I am a professional. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chris, to hust me over the Diablo. <laughs> uh, Coming also, in hot. Uh, 
the other one, other side of that. Uh, also from Brett one Brewing, I've got the yeah. Red Coat Irish Red Ale, uh, clocking go. in at five percent. Yeah. This is deliciously malty. Yeah, I love the Red Coat. This is a, a very classic uh, Irish red. Uh, obviously, my, my taste buds and my brain haven't quite caught up with where my body physically is right now, so you'll excuse me if my beer reviews are a little shorter than usual. But uh, no, this is great. Uh, awesome. This is exactly what I needed after 22 hours of travel. Well, that's it. Yep. So when you guys landed, Ashley texted me mm-hmm. and said, they landed, Jeff's coming right to the office. Get the beer ready. <laughs> yes. And I sent a picture like back with one board already. I was like, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. Uh, he, he walked out of the studio door to greet me. I still have my bags in my hand. He's got a half full pint. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I told you, man. You said keep up. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So that one has actually lime and jalapeno. Jalapeno. <laughs> All right, Ricky. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah, Diablo Mexican Lager, hint of lime and jalapeno. Nice. Uh, it's from Good Robot Breweries, another Nova Scotian brewery down on the mainland, not far from Halifax as well, too. So we're drinking Good a bunch robot. of local beer. Nice. Beers. Listen mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It's so one thing I love to do when I travel is is visit breweries, visit you know genuine local you know small batch distill or uh, uh, breweries yep. and. What are they making? What are they doing? This is good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, seems to be really popular. It's really exploded yeah. over the last few years, for sure, ten years or so. Well, down yeah. in the states too, like they got that first. Like everything up here yeah. in Canada, we we get the trends a little later. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the craft, the craft. Wait till you try hazy. They're amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's that? <laughs> over the head. Yeah. <laughs> Right around 2013, hazy IPAs became the trend. Uh, okay, and yeah, and yeah. for like six years, everyone had this to make a hazy IPA. Oh, really? And they all tasted the same. Yeah. And then finally, they like figured out how to make them unique and bring out the flavors they wanted. But yeah. there was this trend for, you yeah. know. It's kind of like good marketing. Where it's like, oh, it's all hazy. It's like, we'll call it hazy. <laughs> Tell them that's what they want. Yeah. Stornado hazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. This is, Nailed it's it. a fruitful week already. Yeah. That is kind of like what we do. Though. Everything's a nader, and all of our flash is a nado. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was when we got started, too. I remember the name. I was like, oh, that's an interesting name. And then I don't know, it sticks. Yep. It, yeah. sticks. it is. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's and that's what we are. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, you know, I do have that classic thumbnail with my craftinator. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So how's that uh, going for you anyway? Has that is going fantastically well, yep. yeah. Uh, I think the only thing left in it is the hard drives that were sent with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. You, you switched everything out, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been through so many upgrades with that oh, machine. Yeah. Yep. Not not because I really needed to. It was a lot of wants. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, but you said that's, it, that's the, the magic, and that's what this... That's right. what 45 Drives is. That's what the yeah. open philosophy is. We have our tried true solutions for those who just want to buy it and forget about it. Yep. But if you want to get a screwdriver and take that thing apart, yep. go it ahead. comes right apart. Yeah. It's all yeah. standard mounting. It's all... No rivet. Yeah, <laughs> no. there's no rivets. There's no no weird bespoke, you know, custom-made PCBs, motherboards, anything like that. It's all just PC hardware, and yep. I love it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so... Uh, if you haven't kept up with my Craftinator series, uh, obviously 45 drives sent over an AV15 uh, for my storage use. Um, I upgraded the storage immediately, maxed out that thing with all 15 <laughs> drives. Uh, As you should. For a while, I was running 
1.4 terabytes of RAM in it. Nice. Wow, there you go. Uh, I, I Is took it a Proxbox it, server? Or? Uh, it was a Proxbox okay. server. Um, right. And I, I was taking advantage of, uh, of Intel's... Uh, uh, Optane DIMMs. Oh, heck yeah. And yep, so yep. some of their 512 gig 6. I had a yep. pair of 512 gig 6 in there with another 384 of, uh, of, of actual DDR4. There you go. Um, then uh, the CPU wasn't really holding up with what I was asking from the VMs. And so I swapped over to an Epic 32 core motherboard. Nice, nice. Uh, yep, yep. And uh, that was running fantastically well. Had 512 gigs of actual DDR4 memory yep. in that. Um, and actually, uh, I haven't even made a video about this, but about two weeks ago, my Epic motherboard started flaking out because of my 100 gig network card in it. I don't know oh, what really? is going oh, really? on. Super micro board? Uh, super micro yep. board. Um, yeah, it's the H, H111. Yeah, so, H11. Yep, yeah, yep, 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 great yep. motherboard. Yeah, I've absolutely. had fantastic yep. results with it. Um, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was hardware, software, firmware, whatever. Right. There was something going on that somewhere between 6 and 48 hours of uptime, uh, it would start halting some CPU threads. Wow. And uh, and and just lock up the system. Hmm. Um, and uh, at first, I thought it might be heat related. Yep, it's yep. in my garage, but it is air conditioned in inside the server rack itself. Sure. Uh, turned up the air conditioner a little bit. That didn't really help. Hmm. Uh, I thought, hey, maybe the hundred gig card that I added is is getting too hot. So I put a fan on top of that. Yep. Still didn't Still. help. Uh, uh, swapped out the hundred gig card for a forty gig card. Still didn't help. Still locked up. And I went, oh, really? well, it's not that. Maybe it's the HBA. Swapped out the HBA. No, still locked <laughs> up. Something's going on with the platform. I haven't figured out what. Got it. But uh, I went ahead and swapped it over to a uh, second generation Threadripper system. So oh, wow, it's, yeah. It's got a 2950X in it right now. Yeah. Uh, with 128 gigs of RAM. Uh, couldn't run my ECC modules because Threadripper. Threadripper. Mm -hmm. Oh, Threadripper uh, doesn't have support for ECC, eh? Nope. Damn, you think they would have Not registered modules. That. You can use right. unreg modules. Right. Sure, modules, sure. Modules, but, but you can use the RDMs. Yeah, well. if, if you got 64 gig sticks, they, they want to yeah. do something with yeah. that. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, um, the so you said you have the Optane. I have Optane in my Stornator at home too. I don't know if I want to tell people what I'm actually using it for them because it's it's such a bad use case for such a blistering fast. A lot of well, I want to know now because you said it it's up literally that way. my scratch scratch space for my incoming Linux ISOs yes. downloads <laughs> <laughs> before they get batched off to Plex. Yes, <laughs> because I put my ISOs on Plex. A lot, lot of Linux ISOs <laughs> yeah. on my Plex. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, and also talk about wants but not needs. So I just switched out my monitor. I just picked up the oh, uh, Alienware QD OLED 34-inch. Oh, man, it is insane. So I, I love OLED. I've been yeah, uh, too. Yes. converted for like four or five years. Yeah. And so I had a C2, LG, LG C2 OLED TV. Uh -huh. It's just a little too big, right? And yeah. with Starfield coming out. Oh, I just course. thought of that cockpit with the ultra wide 34 and I saw the alien where it's actually going for a great price right now. Yeah. I don't know how they're doing it. Like Canadian, it's like 1100 bucks. Like that's yeah. easily like a $2,000 Canadian at least mm -hmm. monitor. Right. So they're doing, I don't know. That's great. And the G sync module one and the free sync one are the same price for some reason yeah. right now. Which by the so, way, U S conversion is what? 65 cents to a dollar. Yeah. So like it's that? probably like 800. Yeah. Probably 800. Still not US, great. Like 800 bucks. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. What an amazing display. I got it in yesterday and the HDR is just incredible like so uh, searing bright so Did you so, get it already yeah yeah uh, I hooked it all up yesterday so, so, so it's not often I get jealous because <laughs> do you guys know what I run for my primary monitor no uh, I do not I, I have an Aorus uh, oh, gigabyte yeah. uh, 
Forty-two inch four K. Oh, the, the OLED one. The, the uh, 4K? it's not the OLED. Oh, it's not, okay, yeah, I know it's what not the OLED, about. but it's the it's the forty-three inch four K mm-hmm. uh, HDR ten. Yep. So yeah. thousand nit brightness, yep. true mm-hmm. HDR, one hundred and forty-four hertz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, nice. very, very nice. Yeah. yeah, and it comes factory calibrated. Oh, that's even better. See, factory calibrated color. The Alienware did too, but I don't didn't know really how to read it. Yeah. So it said it was calibrated. I was like, well, that's, that's a bonus. <laughs> it looks real good. That's for sure. Did you um, did you go hacking around with it? Not yet. Not yet. I, I played yeah. a couple of games with it last night, and I was yeah. just I couldn't get over how the difference between the C2, like the C2 is a great OLED, um, but the brightness and difference between yeah. the Quantum Dot and that it was it was crazy. And then Asus just announced actually this last week, thirty one and a half inch four K. Uh, QD like OLED. Ultra wide? Ultra wide? Uh, no, no, or just like, yeah. yeah. Oh, 32 inch. Yeah, that's 32 ah, inch 4K nice. QD OLED. Very, yeah. very nice. That, that, I would like to get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've done a lot of content actually on like cloud gaming setups in the home and things like that. Yes. Actually, we've got a guy here on the service team that will definitely want to chat you up uh, about that and, and the best way to set that all up. Because in Proxmox as well, you like you do like the GPU virtualization through Proxmox as well, yes. kind of slicing that up. That stuff, yeah, I would actually even be uh, interested in, in kind of seeing that because I got it working a little bit before, but I never really dove into it. So that that stuff's cool. Yeah, uh, we got a super chat from Alvin. Thank you very much, Alvin. Five dollars. Uh, happy to catch the stream and lovely to meet y'all for, uh, at forty-five. Spent the day at work and signed up for information system classes. Uh, I got into Northwestern. Excellent. Oh, awesome. congratulations! Yes. Cheers. That's freaking awesome. Yep. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, uh, I, I've been kind of become known as the as the GPU. Yeah, I know. Yes, you have. Do something <laughs> with it that you're not supposed to yeah. do, Guru. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Taking the non. Uh, right. Um, uh, I actually did have a conversation with NVIDIA recently, uh, <laughs> and NVIDIA directly, that uh, they were like, you know what? Do we like that you hacked the drivers? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> did you show us a use case for why that might be a good thing? Right. Maybe. I'm not going to say yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of how the conversation went. Um, but they but they went, you know, let's let's get you talking not only with the GeForce team, but with the grid team. Are oh. We, oh. Are, do we have a blind spot Deadly. with the grid team? Do, cool. do we, yeah. Are we missing something that, that we could be taking advantage of here? And so... Uh, I'm hoping something comes of that, and it wasn't just blowing smoke up my. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that happens too. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but no, I actually you know got some positive feedback from Nvidia yeah. for going like, hey, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do something you don't want me to I, do. I'm, I'm gonna not pay your licensing fee and tell you why that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if that's the worst they said to you, then. That's good. Honestly, yeah. NVIDIA is arbitrary. Like, some of the things they do is just so ridiculous. Frustrating. The NVENC yeah. thing for the GTX cards. Oh, gosh. So annoying. But thankfully, you can get past that pretty easy now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, I use a 1080 in my Plex server at home. Yeah. A lot of people around the office use it. So it's typical. Like, in the evenings, I've got eight, nine people streaming oh, yeah. it. So, But the 1080 has been absolutely rock solid for that. Yep. Um, so that's, that's cool. Yeah, with the 1080, you've got uh, even the dual NVENC uh, chips yeah, on board. Yep, and, yep. Uh, uh, for, for those who don't know what we're talking about, the NVENC is the uh, the encoder, hardware right. encoder, decoder for uh, X264, H265, okay. etc. Yeah. Um, the NVIDIA GeForce cards have bespoke hardware on board for that decoder chip. And in fact, uh, some of the higher-end cards, usually your 70 and 80 series cards, have a couple of them. 
Uh, on the GeForce lineup, they limit you to two encode or decode actions at a time yeah. uh, per encoder chip. So if you have a 1080, if you have a GTX 1080, you're limited to four encode streams. Mm -hmm. Even though the hardware could do Wait, 30 of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, but no, there's been there's been a lot of community action that has yeah. figured um, out how to unlock that driver, unlock that potential, and go like, hey, it's your hardware. Why aren't you using it? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Very very cool. But yeah, um, I, I guess Gamescom's going on right now too. So there's been pretty cool stuff going on with that. Yeah, I know Nvidia had a couple announcements there with mm -hmm. uh, DLSS 3.5 and things like that. Yes. So it looks pretty cool. I have an email in my inbox from Nvidia to check out. It's all the slides that they introduced at Gamescom because uh, okay. they went, "Hey, do you want to be part of the the, the press release oh, and, right. and and part of the the pre media meetup?" And I went, "I'm literally going to be on a plane, so <laughs> that's probably what I'm going to read tonight nice. <laughs> after nice. the show." Very very cool. Yeah, if if you could stay. Up after this show, I don't know. I gotta say, bravo! <laughs> I am a professional. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, the show must go on. Yeah, that's right. And there's some like there's nothing like a good um, air travel adrenaline rush that just kicks <laughs> right. in, and right. then it goes and goes until you fall off the cliff. And yeah, it's yeah. Like, all right, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, being weightless, doing some impromptu yeah. astronaut training. Yeah, that, that uh, on the way into uh, Toronto. Something. What was really funny is is it happened like four minutes before landing. Like, like, it, like it was just like... So you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to nod off and yeah. everything else. And seatbelt light comes on. It's like, okay, you know, yeah. buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no warning at all. No like, oh, we might experience yeah, a little bit of turbulence. Right. Yeah, oh, no. There was nothing. And, uh, and then because you're an airline and you don't want to ever acknowledge something, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, you know, the captain's sitting at the front and, and you got the stewardess, thank you so much for flying. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was a great yeah. one. And I went, that was a fun one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he yeah. goes, uh-huh. Yeah. That's hilarious. You're here. Yeah. That's right. Well, more do you want from me? Mm. Oh, my. Uh, let's see. What else do we got in chat? Uh, NV Inc. Uh, has AV1 encoding now too. Yes, yeah. as of 3,000 and 4,000 yep. series cards has AV1. And uh, we're starting to see rollouts for More. a lot of supported software. I know Plex recently got an update for AV1 encoding. YouTube? Um, yeah. YouTube no. also yes. recently yep. unlocked AV1 encoding. Yep. Um, I still don't trust them on it because yeah. last time they said it was working, they desynced audio on four of my uploads and, oh, really? and never fixed it. So. Their HDR is still a mess, isn't it? HDR is still yeah. a mess. Yeah, their their 8K uploads are still a mess. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm still giving them good old H.264. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's good enough. Have you worked at all with the enhanced bitrate 1080p at all? Like, what's that all about? I've been noticing all it on more videos. Yeah. Yeah, you get the enhanced. I, I haven't uploaded anything that that I've encoded for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, I just started if, to notice if, it. If there's one person I would point out to to really do a deep dive into that, it'd be Adam Epostox. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah I watch yeah. him all the time. Yeah, uh, really good friend of mine. Oh, and, cool. Uh, and yeah, no, uh, if someone's got an answer for what it is, how it works, why it works, and uh, should you use it, he's your guy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, he, he posts a lot of... He gets everything, it seems. Like, every handheld, every mini PC. Yep. Yeah, that guy is a busy, busy yep. man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, his OBS tutorials are... Yeah. ...absolute fire. So, shout out to Epos Fox. He doesn't drink beer, but he can drink a mean sun kiss soda. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, hell yeah. That's my bad. I was thinking of ETA e- e- oh, e- e- Prime. Prime. Yes, I, but I Evo's I, Fox too. Yeah. Yes, I no. very much watch I, I, a lot of his uh, OBS was the thing that unlocked it for you? <laughs> no, no, it just played back in my head. Evo's would be so like flattered if, if he goes, oh, you were confusing me for someone else? No, 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 Sunkiss Soda. Oh, Adam, yes! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, that's, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, there's one more subject. I don't know if I can ask it yet, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Uh, obviously, it. 45 Drives has been wanting to get into home lab stuff. Yes. I know we're going to talk about it this weekend. Is there anything we can say publicly today about where we're at? What? Yeah. What do you Absolutely. have to say? Literally. Yes. All right. So, mm-hmm. well, it started on 45 Drives started with... Uh, like I said earlier, I can't answer a question without a little bit of context. <laughs> context yeah, um, but like our whole start was let's let's disrupt this whole market of you have to pay millions of dollars for storage. Mm-hmm. Like let's just put some hard drives in a box and right. give people what they want, and right. if they want to put whatever they want in the front of it, then sure. So our original market was the hobbyists mm-hmm. and where Vision the hobbyists are, are the home lab. So we call the home lab, but it's more than the home lab. It's small, small business. business yes. Where do professionals? go home and toy with stuff. They don't do it with their production machines. No. Yep. They go home and they play with it in their home labs. Yeah. So the home lab isn't a place where it's like, oh, it's a fun... Like, no, it's some serious work gets done yep. in the home lab. Yeah. And then it ports its way out into the boring enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so that was always who we were at our roots. It was mm-hmm. wanting to just enable people and learn more about what exactly we had like or if there was a good idea here or anything mm-hmm. like that was so so we engaged with these hobbyists these home labbers and people who wanted to just buy a box that didn't cost too much money mm-hmm. and they could do whatever they wanted to it right and, and, did, and didn't have proprietary lockdown exactly. for firmware exactly. backplanes or anything yeah. else you want to play HP. yeah uh, um, <laughs> uh, the, the very one of the very first videos we did with linus sebastian years ago with linus tech tips um he, we were doing a whole thing, and he goes, ah, I really want to put free NAS on this thing. Can I do that? <laughs> and I went, oh, dude, do whatever it gets want. us a good video yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, let's right? do it. Yeah. Right? So that was always our kind of ethos at the beginning of the, mm-hmm. the beginning of who we were. And then as we grew, we, we, we built in, and we grew this big enterprise business, big, strong, fast, 45 drives. But what, what we want to do with this home labs thing is bring it right back to that roots yep. yeah. and, and not lose everything we've done, but take everything we've learned from the open philosophy, mm-hmm. from, the, from the clustering, like all this – crazy stuff we've done over the last decade and bring that power and accessibility back to the home lab. So with that out of the way, to answer your question, we're starting strong with our good old AV15 box Mm -hmm. built. No frills. No frills. Stripped down such that it's affordable, um, accessible and all that and and modular in the way that you can put any old power supply, anything you want into it. And there's a nice little PCB there that's got all your ATX power connections, all your Mm -hmm. four pin Molex. So you can just pick what you want. Still has our awesome backplane. Still has our awesome Mm -hmm. backplane. And it's very clear uh, how that works. There's no caddies. (laughs) It's it's exactly what you expect. If, If you check us out on Twitter, I believe we posted a picture of of, yep. of the kind of first kick at it. Yep. If you look at it, it's like it's the AV15, but that's exactly where we're going to start. Yep. You know, where's Home Lab going to go? Well, that's, that's part of the thing that community. we want to talk about this yeah. week and everything like that. The Home Lab is where all the fun ideas start, yeah. and then if stuff works, then it starts to grow out of that. We want to build that's an ecosystem really cool here. So we're gonna is there going to be a small um, little NVMe fast thing for the Home Lab? Probably, if they want it. but is that next? 
are we going to go and build a like arm powered, low power little one U Ceph cluster that goes in your act? Yeah, we could do that too. So that's what home like lab is now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the home lab is. We're going to come out and give the people what they want. And we said, what are you looking for? We're looking for a four U chassis that's accessible that I can get my hands on, put whatever I want into it. Yeah. Great. We've got an AV15 for you. Sweet. But where does it go from here? Oh, home lab's just the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, we're not going to shove it, like shove what we think is best down their throat, right? It's like, we will give you a bare bones spec kit of like, hey, you can put this power supply, this motherboard, this CPU, or you just do the one that has the back plane, has a power supply, it's cabled up, you put everything else in, or not even a power supply. You put your own power supply in it. So yeah. it's, it's the freedom of choice there, right? Yeah. I think is really big. Yeah. What we'll be doing is offering this as an online type store. Like we've yeah. got our enterprise prize sales and all that our main business is still running there but 45 home lab is going to operate almost as a separate little channel you okay. can buy through there yeah. you have access to service if you want to go through that through and, and so we're going to kind of leverage both worlds but what we want to do is is remember who we were in that early days mm -hmm. and build that ecosystem out again nice. whether that's both software side hardware and all that but what do you do you get a you want to give people what they want a yeah. a nice solid sturdy chassis that you just can't get anywhere else yeah 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 so one of the things we're doing here at the creator summit here at 45 drives is uh each of us um youtubers uh by the way i love that you called us key opinion leaders and not influencers because i hate influencer <laughs> I, i'm a key opinion leader i'm, yeah. I'm an informed influencer, yeah exactly okay? yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, influencer uh, has a certain connotation. It, it, it does. It's or the, can. It, it, it's the, hey, can I stay at the Hilton for free? I'll give you great publicity. Yeah. It's like, we don't need your publicity. Yeah. Key opinion leader, oh, you're an informed person in mm -hmm. the community who lives this day in and day out. Right. What is your opinion on this situation? That's, That's the term take. that I like. That, that yeah. Makes, yeah, that is awesome. That's I the like term that, that I like. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, one thing that the creators here are doing is each of us are going to give one-hour talk on yeah. not only where we think certain industries are at, but challenging 45 drives and how can you be disruptive? Mm -hmm. uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear my talk on home yeah. On what? On home life. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's very uh, exciting. And I love that you brought up small, medium business. Yeah. Yes. Because that, that is one thing that my talk is seriously going to focus on. Yep. Because what are people running in their home labs, not to, not to spoil it, um, the, the the enthusiast of the enthusiast who has the rack and the air conditioner in their rack and, and everything else at home running in their garage yeah. and, and you know, you, you happen to have a really thick door on the garage so your wife can live with the sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, that's me. I'm, I'm not, I am the 1% mm -hmm. of the home labbers who has a full 42 rack uh, out in their garage. Um, when, when you say home lab, there, there's a whole other market that wants to just experiment with hardware, learn services, run professional software, but they also don't want to spend 120 watts of power on fans yeah. to keep exactly. the whole thing cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's and a lot 50 of what... decibel. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's also another aspect of that that a lot of times the home lab gear also gets kicked out to small and medium businesses. So your mm -hmm. NAS appliance business, your... Uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, your your real estate offices, your dental yep, offices, yep. your your offices with, you know, two, five, even fifty employees. Yep. We don't have a for you rack. We don't have this. We don't exactly. have that. You know, I I have a counter on the in the back room <laughs> that needs to run this thing. Oh, and it can't sound like a jet engine every time we open the door. Exactly. What can you do for me? 
you guys are gonna like my talk. Uh, hell yeah! Cool. And I'm hoping that talk. Uh, I'm hoping I'm. I'm hoping to film that talk and actually put it up on the channel. So perfect, cool. awesome. So we'll see how that works. Cool. But yeah, no, thank I, you for bringing up small medium business because, like yeah, I said, like as, as someone a... who ripped out a number of Dell and HP and Cisco and Aruba and Meraki installations, <laughs> I go. love that. I love that. that's a great story. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, why is it got to be? Why there has to be such? Doesn't have to be a rigid line. Yeah, right? it's yeah, the it's Synology or you're paying two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, right. So like, well, why, why, why has it right. got to be like that? Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. Like, because we don't put lines in the sand like that with anything. So it's like, yeah, oh, you bought a home lab, but you want to buy support from us? Please do. Come on in. We'll we'll get you. Well, it was like it's friendly yeah. in there. Do you want to work with us? Yes. Yes. We, we build a business on not asking why. Just hey, yes. Hey, 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 Ian, we'll make that connection. Yeah, that, that's not a problem. Yeah. Not going to mention who else I'm working with either, but you'll have to stay tuned for that one. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, we got Teasers. a guy. Frank Kelly saying he uh, he's wanting a chassis from it. Just actually topped. It was at the top. He said he wanted a chassis from us for years. That's perfect. Cool. Nice. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Frank. Uh, Kelly. Oh, Veronica explains this in chat too. Oh, awesome! I watched a video of hers today. Yeah. Hello. No, she's she's <laughs> fantastic. I didn't know she was in chat. Hello, Veronica. <laughs> Home lighting is like gardening. You can choose to grow something useful or fun or both. Yeah. But it has all the positive benefit. Yeah, well said. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And it's uh, gardening is good for mental health. Well, home labbing for me is good for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah. I mean, as long as I do go home and work on the problems of the day earlier. Yeah. So I can work on the things I want to learn about, not some crazy obscure yeah. Ceph bug that popped up earlier in the day that I have to now go home and because yeah. my brain won't won't forget about it. Yes. <laughs> you guys also mentioned Linus like like meekly asking like, hey, can I install FreeNAS on this? Yeah, yeah go for it. Go yeah. for it. Uh, so you guys sent me the, the Storinator AV15 and my plan from the very beginning was to rip it apart and put like all new guts into it and everything <laughs> yeah. else. Like, like uh, upgrade it to the absolute extreme because sure. I love doing stuff like that. But uh, the unboxing video, I went, oh, this is really cool. And then, oh, let's check out Rocket Linux. Let's check out your, your dashboard and everything. That's really cute. Proxmox. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and you can totally do that. Mm-hmm, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's, I, I love. Even we do that. Right. Uh, we love Proxmox. We do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I love the open source mentality about that. Like, yeah, we'd like you to use our product. We'd like you to use things like, but our at the same time, yep. we don't really have any monetary Gain yeah. from if yep. you want to use Rocky or if you don't. We like Rocky because we like Rocky. Yep. Yep. And, exactly. and whatnot. But Proxmox is fine. Mm-hmm. TrueNAS is fine. Especially because we have such a talented service team here that mm-hmm. it almost, we, we don't really care, right? If, if you want to go put FreeNAS, TrueNAS, you come in for support, we got you. You want to put yeah. Proxmox, we got you. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. we do prefer if you stay in Linux. I mean, exactly. Yes, we, we absolutely uh, prefer. Uh, yeah. Put Hyper V on it. Uh, is, uh, oh, Hyper V. Yeah, Hyper V. Uh, so I'm definitely running, not so I'm, listen, we'll plug your storage. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm running a Storinator but... 45, and I've got uh, Windows storage spaces installed. No! <laughs> hey, man, I still respect you for that. That's okay. <laughs> he says in front of his face. Yeah. And, uh, hey, hey, man, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> You'll come around. Everyone's okay. got to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's you, you hit it right there. Where We, we want to – for those who just say – no, 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 you guys tell me what I want. 
yeah, we've got something for you. For yeah. those who go, oh, great, I want a little bit of A, a little bit of B, and I want to go crazy on the rest of it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, let's yeah. let's let's do it. Yep. Uh, Green chimes under the five bucks. Uh, any interest in a chassis focused on VFIO and cooling for GPUs? That is is definitely an interesting one because a, a lot of times storage servers and GPU servers don't really mix. Mm. Um, yep. And, a lot of and, heat. And even from a, a business perspective, I, I can't tell you guys, I want you guys to go this direction. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that's just stupid. It's not your core market. Sure. Yep. Um, but that being said, if you have a chassis that happens to fit a GPU. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, why not? Hey, I've got a 1080, like I said, in mine at home. So right. It's a, nothing stopping you from it. Right. That being said, uh, we're not huge fans of hyperconverged here. Um, so like we, we do, we compute. were for a little bit, and then <laughs> and then we spent some time on it. And we were like, oh my god, we gotta yeah, just like, distribute your sources. Take your a compute, bit. put yeah. your compute on your compute nodes. Yeah, put your storage on your storage nodes. Yes, uh, that that's obviously what we prefer. Uh, but hey. Proxmox is great because you can hyperconverge if you want to, and Ceph is yep. just such a wonderful thing. So yeah, well, hard drives they make they, especially when you got a lot of them in there, and then you jam a bunch of GPUs. You get a lot of heat to deal with, a lot of stuff to move around. Yeah. And uh, it, w let's put it this way: with this home lab work that we're doing, um, hyperconvergence and all that kind of makes sense because you just got one box. You try oh, stuff absolutely. out. Oh, right? yeah, for home lab. So, yeah, but that's what I'm trying yeah, to say sorry. too. So I wasn't um, even in the context, but yeah, but we, we, we bleed the line. We jump back, back and forth. forth. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, home we, lab. All we got that in mind, right? Yeah, We're making yeah. sure there's enough power distribution, mm -hmm. there's enough connectors for you there that you want to plug a GPU in that thing. We can use. Yeah, we, we exactly. can do that. Yeah, but it's it, that question comes up a lot, and um, and yeah, Mitch, I agree with what Mitch says. In most cases, the uh, the splitting of your two resources usually leads to a better uh, experience. And better experience, especially overall. if you have to, you know, do better ecosystem and overall. Like that. Just in a rack environment, yeah. I mean, you've, you've got to think of cooling overall. Are you going to, you know, run three hundred twenty mil fans to cool your fifteen or thirty or forty five drives, sure. or or do you want that airflow to go to GPUs? <laughs> because yeah. if you're soaking that all up with hard drives. There's not much left for the GPUs and to right. scavenge from. And you only have so many PCI lanes and everything to deal with, exactly. too, and I need to connect all my hard drives yeah. or SSDs or NVMEs through that, well, and, but I don't want to steal from well, your are, GPU. Are we, are we getting some Genoa goodness in this uh, story? Oh, you better believe we yes, are. We are. Yeah. <laughs> That's an obvious. It's, it's, so, yeah. 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 Both <laughs> because of that. What? Go ahead. I was going to say, we could kind of say the, the specs that we chose. Maybe not the specific uh, CPU yet, because I don't even know it offhand, but mm -hmm. essentially 64-core uh, new-gen AMD Epic. Yep. Genoa, and then in its place for Intel side, because we couldn't do it in a single proc, we had to do dual 32 core. Uh, and the crazy thing, like, it's so wild how much better AMD is in this space. Like, more yeah. PCI Express lanes, way less power, like half the power. 400 less watts. 400 less yeah. watts. To, what, like, to do what I need to do proc. with the, the equivalent Intel machine, yeah. Yeah. our it's new NVMe platform versus the AMD, it's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah, so yeah. AMD, we have always been traditionally Intel first shop, mm -hmm. uh, just because that's just always maybe the Intel marketing one, well, and we go into that. And it was before, it was before AMD, AMD really, really got the epic. Yeah. Yeah. We had supply lines, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. And also, with hard drives, CPU was an afterthought. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's there's... Right. There's more bottlenecks that you got to deal with than what CPU put in there. Right. Exactly. Once we once we dove into the NVMe world, it's like, oh, we got a whole new game here, man. Mm -hmm. We got we need we need to do this. So AMD AMD will mm -hmm. be the default option for our fast fast machines. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the dual 32 core, it's just wild how how much more efficient AMD is in that space. Um, 
I've been an Intel, like for my home PC, I've been an Intel fanboy for so long. And I'm on the 12900K right now, but I, I'm definitely going to go to AMD for my next CPU. Yeah. Um, so I, I run two PCs in my office, and uh, call me spoiled if you want. I have a 5950X and yep. a 13900K. Nice. Th those are my two PCs. Nice. Um, and uh, I, I do equal work on both of them. Mm. Uh, my 5950X is currently running my streaming PC, but that's also where I sit day to day. I write my scripts, I film my videos. I That's the PC that runs the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also have my editing PC, which runs the 13900K and an RTX 3090. Nice. And they're both amazing platforms oh, for what they absolutely. are. Um, the, but the 3D cache is really cool too. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when you talk about the server side of things though, um, I really think Intel is a little bit behind the ball on yep. where where CPU tech needs to be going in relation to new servers, yep. specifically around PCI Express. PCI Express. And, this, yeah. and this is totally Crazy. reflected in their consumer lineup as well. Yep. Of, you, know, you get 24 lanes or even 16 lanes yep. for a consumer CPU. It's That's not enough. not enough. It's not enough anymore. Not these days. Not anywhere close. Yep. Right. With so many, so many NVMEs, right? You start dropping it. Like I have... Four NVMEs in my system. No, mm -hmm. three. Sorry, three. Yeah, I used to have four, three but it's just like track. it's just like yeah, like it's not enough, right? Uh, and the forty ninety sucks buys up sixteen drives lanes. Anymore if they've got M dot twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's totally reflected in their consumer platform and, and actually amplified by their consumer platform because, you know, thirteen hundred K has twenty four PCI Express lanes. Yep. Well, cool. I've got. Four and four for my M.2 slots. Yep. I've got an X16 for for my graphics card. Mm -hmm. Guess what? That leaves zero for chipset. <laughs> yeah. That leaves zero for any other potential expansion. Do you want 10 gig networking? No. Screw it. You yeah. got a you got a 2.5 gig if you're really lucky for. Yeah, if it's on the motherboard. Uh, yep. you know, do, do you want a one X card for this? Do you want a video capture card? Yeah. No, sorry. No. Good luck. You, you might as well buy Sapphire Rapids. You know, with with everything. It's like. And at that point, you're paying three times as much for one third the CPU cores. Yeah, just to get PCI Express lanes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's actually crazy when you look at over the last like five six years what AMD has done. They pretty much killed the HEDT platform mm -hmm. outright by having so all these cores and just ha having such an amazing platform there. It's like two X two ninety nine was just like a drop in the pan and it was just gone. It was just yeah. so pointless, right? So. Very, that hurt, very that cool. hurts my heart to hear out loud. <laughs> I know. Well, I ran a seventy eight hundred X for a while, so I was on X two ninety nine. Yeah, no, uh, I, I change I change out my platform very regularly, almost every year. So. Yeah, no, my, uh, my, my streaming <laughs> PC for a long time was a seventy eight forty. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. X two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I started having problems with it because I was running so many different PCI Express lanes with it. I um, yeah. I have a. Uh, a uh, Blackmagic uh, Decklink oh, 4K yeah. capture card. It's yep. got four 4K HDMI inputs. Right. And I use them all because I've got two cameras in studio. Yep. I've got game capture that I need to grab off of, of video cards mm -hmm. and things like that. And uh, it's like, okay, I want that and I want 10 gig networking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Too we're, bad. We're, we're out so of space. Sad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a couple questions there about UK as well. Does 45 drive ship to UK? Absolutely, we do. Mm -hmm. We um, ship anywhere. We You'd ship be surprised over. some of the places we've shipped service yep. to. Yes, we have a presence. I mean, obviously, North America is our largest. Second largest is Europe. Uh, but we have servers literally everywhere in the world. Oh, I saw that one. That's, that? that's a crazy man right there. Synology is a Here's Docker a container. Right inside Unraid VM, inside Proxbox. This is Cosworth. He's a... Uh, <laughs> 
He's yes. a problem child. Yeah, you know, like tell. Yeah, among yeah. the Discord. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, reminds yeah. me of Bailey the way he writes messages. In there, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's serious or not. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you question both his seriousness and his sanity all at yeah. once. Yeah. Right. No, uh, he lives less than an hour from me, and and he's a regularly known troublemaker. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, the, the cool thing about Forty Five Drives is you can run whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. So if, <laughs> you want to try? If, it. if you want to buy the hardware, you can run Synology inside of a Docker inside of a VM and yeah. Proxmox. And then tell us about it. We'll be like, why? Right. We'll, yeah. we'll add it to the forum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to do it, here's one guy stupid enough to do it. Yeah. <laughs> stupid enough, brave enough, crazy enough, whatever you want to Yeah, use. whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's a masochist. Here's to the crazy ones. Here's yeah, to the crazy boy. ones. <laughs> All right. Third and probably final beer for the night until mm. I get some food into me. Yeah. Uh, also from Breton Brewing, Crazy Angus. So this is the double IPA version of the Black Angus. Uh, this one, much more traditional IPA. Uh, much more, a little bit less focus on some of the vegetal notes that I that I got off the, the Black Angus. This one, this is going to be very esoteric uh, in, in my oh, analysis. Yep. Um, so there is a brewery near me called Block 15. It's in Corvallis, Oregon. It's a town kind of like Sydney, where it's like, there's the airport, three planes come through a day. Yeah. Uh, it, it, about that size. It's yeah. a little college town. Um, and uh, But they make an amazing beer called Sticky Hands. And it, it, if you want to know what a Northwest IPA should taste like, Sticky Hands. Um <laughs> This reminds me a lot of Sticky Hands. It reminds me of that that resiny, vegetal, grassy, um, you know, no punches pulled, you're right in the mouth with whatever hot profile it's got. Like, like that's what that beer is. This one, even at a higher ABV, is a little bit more subdued. Uh, and I, I like it. It's... it's <laughs> I'm impressed. Three three beers in. I'm very impressed with Brenton Brewing so far. Good. So they'll be happy. This to one hear that. tastes yeah. like beer. Yeah. But <laughs> it, no, it, not the. I know. I know you're being kind of funny, but that's really what they're shooting for with that one. Yeah. It's 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 really just trying to be as normal of a beer for so the craft, light, for the non crafty ones as you can. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, if I had just finished mowing the lawn, that's a damn good Yeah, beer. there you go. Exactly. Yep, yep. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what they're shooting for. And, yep. and, you know, I love breweries that still do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, not... I, I don't mean to be uppity. <laughs> I, I literally cannot drink Bud Light, Coors Light, yeah. Miller. I, I can't do... It's... It's gross to me. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's rice and nothing but cheap ingredients. Yep. And, and I can't stand it. And I love when a craft brewery will go, you know what? Let's make a blonde ale. Let's make it four and a half percent. Let's make it super easy drinking. Let's mm. let let's let's give some flavor and some quality to a lower ABV beer. You're gonna spend more. This is still probably craft beer pricing. Yep. But at the same time, it's so much better than your traditional domestic beer would be. Yeah. And I love that. Cause they know their market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, am I going to spend $4 a pint on a Kraft Pilsner, or am I going to spend the same $4 and get a 10% double IPA? <laughs> there you go. There, there's a cost investment return 
paradigm that that happens in the grocery aisle all the time. <laughs> the grocery aisle, weighing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, can't buy liquor in grocery oh, stores. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, there, the there government, is government uh, run. Like so, it's the NSLC here. Yeah. Okay. That's the only so place you can get booze. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so in Oregon, we, we do. <laughs> in Oregon, we feel kind of under the thumb as well because we can only buy beer in grocery stores or. Uh, non-distilled spirits under twenty percent. So, oh, okay. so if you oh, have okay. a liqueur like like your Bailey's or or your Kahlua or something yep, like that, yep, yep. we can get that in store so long as it's lower than nineteen point nine. Right. Oh, okay. like 40, yeah. um, but there's there's no Jack Daniels on Walmart shelves right, or right. anything like yeah. that. Uh, we also can't buy beer. If it's over twenty percent, that has to go through state-run liquor and beer stores. There's beer that's over twenty percent. Oh gotcha. Oh wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. I can show you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank God that wasn't one of them. Um, Yeah, I picked that for you, Mitch. The 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 one thing we may have on you, I don't actually know what Oregon is like, but in our NSLC, we can also buy marijuana in there as well. Oh, yeah. No, we we, we were the second state to Oh, there yeah. you go. So okay, there, so we even got you on Co- Colorado got the... Yes, uh, Colorado. Yeah, okay, so yeah guys... Colorado got the headlines. We were like, we want to be Colorado. Ah, yeah, nice. And so, yeah. It almost takes the interest out of it. It's like, oh, it's legal now. It's okay, cool. Then, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good, I guess. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I have to go to the little boys' room. I will be right back. Please do so. Cool. Yeah. No, I. I am so looking forward to this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's only going to be two days, and then like two di- two more days of hanging out. But uh, getting a brain trust together, like Jeff Gearling, like Wendell, like oh, it's so good. I know. It's fun. Then there's Tim. Yeah. Tim's all right. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Tim. We love you, Tim. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah, no, exactly. Like, uh, so we've worked. Well, you and I have never actually got to talk before today. Right, right. But, uh, so that's. I've watched some of your stuff. I'm sure you've watched some of my stuff. I have some of your watch stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Tom Lawrence, Wendell. I've talked to Wendell a couple times. Jeff Geeling, we've done some cool projects together. Mm -hmm. Same with Techno Tim. I haven't met Tim yet, so I'm really looking forward to that. So, anyway. Excited, I mentioned earlier, but we were also just kind of really humble that everyone wanted to come, too. We were like, hey, we're having a creator summit. You guys want to come? Yeah. Like, yeah, come on up. Let's do it. Yeah. It's too bad uh, Tom Lawrence hurt himself, so he couldn't come in person. Yeah, Tom Lawrence decided to go uh, boots over ankles on a a motorcycle and... Hey man, he lives life da- dangerously. That's right. Yeah, he's got I, he's got long hair, man. He's, he's a bad boy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I've got dirt bikes and and whatnot, and uh, but you know, t- Tom, uh, I was talking to him a couple weeks ago, and he goes, "Man, this was kind of like a wake up call because the people he normally rides with are all out with injuries. Oh yeah. And the reason he was riding alone that day was because the three friends he normally rides with are also out with broken bones, and then he flipped over his handlebars and broke his collarbone. Oh. <laughs> So he's like, okay, maybe yeah. this is like a sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tom. Should I turn on that Dyson fan that's nice and quiet? Uh, I shouldn't turn on it. <laughs> okay. might be a little I think he just ran too fast to the bathroom, man. Maybe, buddy. And Tom, here, Tom chimes in and says, no, I do dumb things on motorcycles. Good. Oh, Tom's here. <laughs> Never change, Tom. Hey, Tom. Never change, Tom. I don't know if you saw the video that I posted or we posted uh, this week, but uh, I uh, wished you well in it. Yes. <laughs> what a sweet. Yeah. Uh, Hartford yeah, Whalers. 
Yep. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> yeah, so so we broke a collarbone oh, and a couple of ribs, and uh, and, wow. and as Oof. and as someone who broken ribs, man. Oof. Yeah, I, I broke ribs. Uh, I, I did these three down on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a tough, tough. Talk time. to me six months later. I'll think about showing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, get better, Tom. Yeah. Yep. He'll be here um, remotely. That'll be really cool. So he'll, yeah, he'll be here remotely talk. for a talk, and yep. he's joining the live stream. And he will be on the live stream. Hey, yeah. Tom, your flight didn't get delayed. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my flight from Toronto to, to Sydney got delayed right. over, <laughs> over five hours. Again, I'm a professional. I know, right? Yeah. You've yeah. got a way better bladder. What is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Anyway, so my flight got delayed five hours. Um, so originally, I was supposed to be the first one here, and uh, and then Gearling and Tim and Wendell were supposed to fly in on a separate flight to Halifax, and then fly in on a charter flight yep. to connect. Because do you want to drive five hours by car or spend thirty minutes on a charter plane? Let's yeah. do thirty minutes on a charter plane. That's right. Um, we were never supposed to meet each other at Toronto. All six of us were at Toronto at the same time. Oh, God. Uh, and and actually, it was kind of a race to see who could get out of there first on their respective flights. So you guys didn't actually end up being on the same flight? We No, we were That's not on the same flight. Oh, because they were going to Halifax. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Right. Their, um, Gearling, Wendell, and Tim. Uh, I know Gearling and Wendell had four planes to catch today. Uh, that They had to go from... Uh, St. Louis to Chicago, from Chicago to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Toronto, or no, no, uh, Chicago to Toronto, Toronto to Halifax, Halifax, and Halifax up. Gotcha. Um, And uh, they were fine until they got to Toronto. Like, like I I think Gearling said, like they were like ten minutes late leaving Chicago or something like that. It's like it's Chicago. It's yeah, it's just what they do. Um, But uh, Gearling also had to spend like an hour on the tarmac, kind of like I I did. we, but since I but since I was five thing. hours late, I was there at the same time that Gearling <laughs> and Tim and I, I actually ran into Tim in the Toronto airport today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very frustrating when you're literally in the plane, ready to go on the tarmac, yeah. and you're just waiting. Yeah. Especially for us, they our AC broke, so like we got on the plane, we we're on the tarmac, we started to go, about to take off. Slam shut. This is on the way home from Amsterdam a few months ago. Yeah. And then so they were sitting there and we were thinking, okay, we're not going to use this plane for sure. It just, like, I don't know what happened. No, I was on, I was already looking for new flights. I know. So I was yeah. like, the AC home. dies. Yeah. So the AC turns off. So, we're oh, all... only 1700. <laughs> we can make it home tomorrow morning. All right, cool. <laughs> and, and so we're in there for about an hour, man. No air, no nothing. It was, oh, it was horrible. What's this? Unanswer the yellow guy there. Uh, Mike chimes in with 999. Let me read it. Uh, might have already been discussed earlier, but is there any kind of timeline available for the home lab box you were discussing? Understand if there isn't one yet. Okay, so with the three beer deep um, uh, caveat. <laughs> there, on there's this no one, PR in the room. Yeah, you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris left, so we're good. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, this is coming in the next month or two. Uh, I say two because I put myself a little extra padding yeah the thing's built Always. we know what we're yeah. doing with it one of the things uh, it, i was promised is i would be able to see it today it's oh, yeah. just oh yeah so, yeah. yeah so it, it's just it's just the boring logistics of getting stock in place getting the storefront up for everyone yeah, to do the it yeah. so uh but the products products pretty much ready to go so Great. um you'll be seeing that this fall so Excellent. don't yep. have to wait too much longer 
And on the on the storm the NVMe Stornado, we put out a teaser video about it like two weeks ago. Uh, was it a short? No, it's not a short. It's just a regular video. It's literally only like two minutes long. Just talks about it's kind just of a some short stuff. video. Yeah, it's just a short video that isn't a short. Um, <laughs> Hashtag shorts. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it just talks a little bit about the stuff we already talked about the UBM stuff. So if you missed any of that, you can check it out. Hold on, is Network Chuck in the chat too? Ooh, Nettie. We, we, got, we got Veronica, we got Tom, we got Gearling, we got DB Tech. DB Tech, we welcome. Um, yeah, oh, Network Chuck is in the chat too. Look at that. Yeah. Heck wow. yeah. That's some all stars here. It's yeah. brave to drink while live streaming. Yes, we do live dangerously. Hey. <laughs> you came all the way up to the East Coast of Canada. We've got to show them how we do it. That's right. Yep. I, I am running on 22 hours of travel and three hours sleep inside of a 48 hour period. And yeah, this is my third beer. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> we actually have some really cool content coming hopefully very soon with uh, with Chuck. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about I don't know, that. I don't know if, we're supposed, if we're allowed to talk about it. We are, but I don't know if he, he wants to be the one to break it. We got some really, really cool stuff. Um, let's just say, out of all the YouTubers we've ever worked with, um, he's the first guy that we've ever done this specific thing with. And I guess I'll just leave it with that. So, uh, some really, really well, cool stuff. Well, I have something coming along coming out like that too so well ah, awesome. there we go nice. <laughs> foreshadowing yes man all the youtubers are here look at that braithorn's also in the chat excellent good to see you, braithorn i i think you i think i saw a, a member notification up earlier yeah. for you too as well yep there he is braithorn new member sweet no all my regulars are here all the youtubers are here awesome Good. Well, that's what I noticed. You got a dedicated fan base. Yes. You were you were literally late? still in the air. The live stream started, but the waiting count didn't drop. It did not. Going all they were like, oh no, he'll make it. Like, no, 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 he'll, he'll make it. Yeah. He will be here. I, I had one doubter. I had one guy who goes, uh, was his name Mike or Mark or something like that? Yeah. Who who goes, uh, Jeff? Let this be a lesson to you. Never schedule a live stream on a full day of travel. <laughs> but here's to you, Mark. Yeah. Mark, how much did you pay to see this? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I know I'll never Cheers, doubt buddy. you again because, uh, yeah, I honestly, I was like, yeah, there's no way he's going to want to do this today. We'll probably do it tomorrow. But, yeah, never doubt you again, that's for sure. I'm a professional. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. that's what we kept saying. He's a pro. Show must go on. That's exactly. right. Yeah. No, uh, so Ashley texted me while I was still in the air, and she goes, do you still want to go straight to the studio and do the live show? And I went, heck yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Nice. Yeah. I got 90 minutes sleep on the plane. I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we did. What more do I need? No, this has been so much fun. Heck yeah. It really has been. Uh, there was one story that I wanted to <laughs> cover okay. uh, that, I, that I brought up earlier in conversation. Uh, I don't have any slides for it or anything like that. But uh, as we are all open source minded... <laughs> yep. We're also probably a lot of anti-firmware tampering measure protection draconian thing, DRMs. draconian <laughs> DRM meddling. Um, freeloaders. Freeloaders, <laughs> right. We're freeloaders. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. What's the... RDR? Oh, DeNuvo. 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 Yeah. DeNuvo recently announced a new product available for Switch developers. Mm where they are going to be developing DRM solutions to prevent emulation of Switch titles. And as DeNuvo states in, in their announcement, uh, you protect your PC titles from day one from, from 
those filthy, filthy pirates. Uh, <laughs> but pirates. but all of your Switch releases can be emulated on day one, which, by the way, high praise to the, the Ryzen X and the Yuzu team yep, for absolutely. being able to emulate, emulate all these titles on day one. Um, why aren't you protecting those as well? Yeah, uh, so many things to say about that. Like, uh, like one, yeah, yeah and so I think the, back, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that barn door has been left open a long, long time ago. Uh, but yeah, it, it just—it's so mind-boggling. By the way, Mitch and Brett at forty-five drives. I just want to make sure these are official statements. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, it, it is just Chris going. Oh God, so, uh, <laughs> such a uh, oh, God, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't do it. No one should do it. It's bad. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I I much prefer buying a Switch game and playing it emulated than I do playing it on a Switch, and that's just it. I agree. I agree one hundred percent with Gabe Newell. What he's always said and what he stood by. It's piracy isn't a problem with you know people being criminals. It's it's a it's an availability, access problem, availability it's an access problem, problem, right? Yes. And so you look at the Switch and you look at, okay, well, why would people possibly be emulating the Switch so much? The thing is so old and so outdated and so underpowered that people don't want to play the games on the Switch anymore. They want to Let play Let me define what else. the Switch is for those who don't know. It's running on a Tegra K1. That is Kepler. Yeah. That is NVIDIA 600 series yeah. GPU, mobile, mobile GPU. Version of that. Yeah. Mobile GPU, cut down mobile GPU made for phones. Kepler K1. Yeah. What is it, 600 gigaflops or something? It's like less than a teraflop. For it's, sure. it's pathetic it's like is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, but you, you, hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Piracy is not a... An issue of, oh, I don't want to pay for this. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like I should get something for free. Exactly. It's an availability and a platform issue. Uh, you know what? Uh, Rockstar, had you released Red Dead Redemption for the PC instead <laughs> of porting it to the Switch and the PS4, maybe I wouldn't have to pirate it. <laughs> oh, you're just coming right out there. Yeah. Because... I've already paid for exactly. it on the like Xbox 360. Three times, probably. I've paid right? it for it multiple times. How, how many times have you guys bought Skyrim? Oh, be honest. Yeah. I'm not going to answer. Oh. I, GTA 5. GTA 5. Yeah. I've bought GTA 5 at least legitimately. Yeah, it's GTA times. 5, yeah. yeah. Same. same. Uh, I had GTA 5 released for the 360, released for the Xbox One, yep. and released for the PC. And I bought it twice for the PC because the first time I bought it, I got it on GTA, uh, their loader, the, launcher. The and then when it came out on Steam, I was like, oh, they must not need the GTA or the Rockstar launcher anymore and bought it there only to find out that no that you launcher's still there <laughs> no Valve all of a so sudden introduced third party launchers yeah, all exactly. Ubisoft yeah. and Origin yeah, that's and all that kind of me, but, yeah. but yeah. not even gaming related you see it with uh, streaming television and movies oh yeah like, uh, I, make it I easier was, I always sailed the seas right yep. and yep. then Netflix came around and all the stream came up and I went you know what this is more convenient yep. I'm in and uh, well it isn't anymore <laughs> hello old friend <laughs> that old meme. Yeah. Put on the pirate hat. And, yeah. Um, my, my most recent recollection of going to the Seven Seas strictly out of spite was actually I wanted to watch the IT crowd. 
Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, it was on a couple streaming sites for a little while, um, but they were region locked. I couldn't watch it in the U.S. Right. Um, and I'm like, VPN. well, that's crap. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe I'll just VPN to, to, to BBC. Yep. Oh, sorry. We detected your VPN. We're not going to allow you access. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe I'll buy it on this platform. Oh, sorry. The DVDs are like $70 each Ugh. for each season. It's like, I'm not paying $70 for six episodes per season. Yeah. No. That's ridiculous. You know what? I'm just going to sell the seven seas. Yeah. It turns out it's available on iTunes. Huh. Um, but it's still available for like $3 an episode or something like that. Yeah, so. But it's a show that I've watched so many dozens of times mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And I wanted to have a physical copy of it. And I wanted to legitimately buy it, but there was no outlet to legitimately buy, buy it, it from. Yeah. Yep. Piracy is an availability issue. Mm-hmm. I would pay for Red Dead Redemption on the PC if you released it on the PC. Exactly. Flat out. 100%. 100%. And, and yeah, and then so, like, even looking at the Switch, I think it's just kind of a joke at this point. How old is the Switch? What, like, seven years? 2017, six years, going on seven, almost, yeah. I don't know what's up with Nintendo. It's funny because they seem to be the most piracy, like, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but, like, they seem to be against it so much and try to fight it so much. But they're always the console that gets cracked first very quickly. Like, across the board, they just constantly... I think it's because, number one, they have such an anti-piracy stance. Yeah, yeah. And so, to hackers of the world unite... It's like a, yeah... It's a a beacon of, like, who can crack it first. Right. Uh, Number two... They do have a number of exclusive titles. Yeah. Yeah. So so they, they produce so much... First quality, first party, quality stuff. I I don't deny that, but like you said, I own a Switch. I own three Switches in my family. Um, I happily buy cartridges on day one release. I bought Mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom on day one release. Guess what? I also emulated it on day one because I wanted it to run at 60 FPS or 1080p. Right. Um, And and I have no no qualms about that. No guilt about that because. According to the DMCA and according to a lot of other copyright acts, transferring media, uh, what is the actual wording for that? It is format transfer or time transfer are legal uses of copyright uh, uh, bypass. Mm -hmm. And so you can back up your own media. You can can run something on another console as long as you bought a license to run it on the console and you own that physical thing. Yep. Fully agree. So, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty. So yeah, Denuvo coming to the Switch. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's like they're trying to do everything they can to get the worst image possible. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and it's been proven time and time again that Denuvo hurts performance. Like yeah. at this point, it's not even up for debate, and it's just like, and they still try to spin that whole thing. That, do oh, you remember oh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, <laughs> using CPU cycles every time the character moved? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, yes I do. Yeah. If you don't move, 120 FPS. If you move, 20. (laughs) And for the people that do employ, okay, whatever. They decided that's where they want to go with it. I think the no-brainer is like six months, three months, eight months. Remove it. Get rid of it after that big period when everyone buys the game, right? Right. You're you're not doing anyone any favors by keeping it there two years later. To to point this to kind of a positive conversation, uh, if we we look at organizations like GOG, Good Old Games, things like that, um, I saw last week they released Fallout 4. Yeah. DRM free. Yep. I bought it for a second time. 
I, I had no qualms about it. Just yeah. to reward just that. To have a just to, just to say, I support this. Yeah. I, I support you releasing your product DRM-free on a Absolutely. marketplace that you're probably not going to see the return that you want from. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, yeah, I own it on Steam. I can play it on Steam. I can do all that. At, I carry gaming handhelds with me that yep. I don't really want to connect to the internet all the time. Exactly. I don't always want to re-register that DRM. I don't want them to be online only. You know what? If you give me an offline copy of Fallout 4, I'll give you 20 more bucks. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's, how, that's how it's supposed to do. You reward good decisions. Right. That's how the world, that's how the market's supposed to go. And yeah, like Steam is such a, a small DRM, right? But it is still annoying for us handheld gamers where it's like, it's honestly like a Russian roulette sometimes where if I'm going to travel, install a bunch of games on Steam and be like, all right, I think they're going to run when I get on the plane with no Wi-Fi, but was oh, it? this one didn't. Oh, this one did. Well, that was before the Amsterdam trip. I downloaded them all and just tried each one. Yeah, uh, exactly. I guess how many I played. Yeah, exactly. Two. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I uh, I brought my, my One X Fly by the way, review yeah. up on the channel here I'm going to get some more hands-on yeah. with that later. <laughs> he, he held that and he went, oh. Uh, but uh, not only did I bring the One X Fly, I brought my X-Real uh, air glasses. Oh, I, I saw your review. I watched your review on that. I literally had those glasses in my cart like four times. And never, oh, really? And it, never it, pulled it, the trigger. I was just like, I, ah. I have them right here. Okay, I got to use those. You, you will buy it now. Oh yeah, you, you will instantly oh, buy it. it. I, I definitely uh, I, try. I played Fallout <laughs> Four. Is level five susceptible for <laughs> yeah. community fans. I, I played Fallout Four on my One X Fly at 1080p, 60 FPS in the glasses oh, for two and a half that's hours. So cool. That's on so cool. on the flight from PDX to Toronto. Yeah. And, oh, it was so good. I bet. <laughs> Yeah, that's bliss. Just lay back in the chair and just have it in your hands. You've got literally like an 80-inch screen in front of you. Like, yeah. Okay, I can't wait to try them. That's yes. cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll make sure you get He's going to be sitting in his on. office in two weeks with those. <laughs> like, you don't even know what you just did. What are you doing? I'm totally <laughs> working. Yeah, 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 man. I'm sure fixing problems. Man. It's like the big eyes on the glasses <laughs> when you're sleeping. Yeah. Chris, eyes on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, didn't they? Did they rebrand or something? They have a new name. A it was Enreal yep. for a while, and there was some copyright confusion. Uh, okay, uh, and so they rebranded to Xreal. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was something going on there. Yeah, uh, it's because of Unreal, the game engine. Oh shit! Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Epic. Yes. They came after them. They came <laughs> after them. They came after them and said, "You're too close. You're too confusing within a similar space." Yeah. All right. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, And so they went, we could fight it. We would probably win because we're hardware. They're software. software, We're we're not game engine. They are. But at the same time, it's like, eh, X-Real sounds cool. X-Real's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. So. Nice. All right. Well, we've been going for about 90 minutes now. And uh, I'm really hungry. So I think this (laughs) is a great time to call it. All right. Absolutely. Uh, Brett, Mitch, Chris. Ashley, Ashley, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Thank you. This man. has been awesome. Oh, thank you. I've, I've seen this set so many times on, on YouTube and in yeah. so many videos. It's cool to sit down here and, and kind of experience it myself. A little awesome. different, little different in person. I love yep. the brickwork. Oh, yeah. That's going to be our new podcast. Chris, Chris, Chris installed that himself. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but no, this has been totally cool. Thank you guys so much for joining me. It is, it's 9.35 local time. Yep. It's only 5 o'clock for me. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thanks for staying up late. Thanks for being on the show. Happy to. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, anything good of the order before we go? Like, what do you guys want to get out of this week, out of, like, having this brain trust of people here on site? Um, for me, personally, I'm just... Number one, super like starstruck and excited to meet everyone that I watch literally every day. So that's going to be really cool. Um, and number two is just to be able to get a whole new perspective on things, right? Maybe see, like I said earlier, blind spot, some things that I hadn't even considered. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be huge too. And then the live stream is going to be really fun. I can't wait yeah. to have everyone together and just We will be live streaming, I think it's Saturday morning. It's like um, 10 a.m. or noon or something like that. I think it's around noon. What time? Yeah, it's 1 p.m. Eastern? 1, 1 p.m. Eastern, so 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, perfect time to spend a Saturday morning cracking up with a beer with the rest of us. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yep. So. Yeah, so everything Mitch said, and uh, I just can't wait to, for you guys to see everything experience around here, experience, around, yeah. And, and, yeah. and hear all the insight from everyone. Uh, so I, I've been on the ground coming. for literally less than two hours. It, it's been great so far. I can't wait to see more. So <laughs> Awesome. Thank Thanks you guys so much, again. man. It's been great. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Anyway, thank you all so much for watching episode 298 here on Talking Heads. Uh, would have been really cool if this was 300 in, in yeah. such a cool space. Yep. But anyway, uh, make you sure to like to this video. Two more, I guess, before you go. That's right. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> make sure to like this video. Subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. You can find 45 Drives at 45 Drives on basically every social media platform in existence. Uh, that's Brett. That's Mitch. I'm Jeff. And as always, I'll see you next week, so long as my flight hasn't been delayed on the way home. It will. Yeah. It will, probably. Thanks, Air Canada.